what's going on, everyone? You're listening to the first ever podcast of FTS Fans Talk Sports, where we give you the fans' perspective of sports, asking fans their thoughts on the game, stats, and outcome of the game. In today's podcast, we're going to throw it back when I was on my college radio station which I wish I really was right now. But instead, we're at home doing podcasts for you. So, I'm going to throw it back when I was at my college radio station interviewing TJ Manastrowski, the head coach of Curry College Hockey. But before we get into it, let's listen to Brendan O'Brien, a good friend of mine, talking about his thoughts on this interview. I hope you enjoy, and stay safe and stay well. Freshman year, um, my friend Jack and I had the honor and the pleasure of interviewing uh, Curry College head coach T.J. Manaskowski on the Sports Corner, which was uh, Curry College's radio station, uh, WMLN 91.5's most uh, famous sports show at that time. And throughout the interview, I found a lot of the things that T.J. was saying very informative and very um, wise. And I got a lot out of that as an incoming uh, sports broadcaster. And, you know, looking where I am now, you know, TJ has really taught me a lot about, you know, being a better broadcaster. And I'm very honored to be a part of Curry College Men's Hockey and to be uh, the voice of their program as their play-by-play announcer. And, you know, overall, I think TJ is an, is an amazing gentleman and a fantastic coach and you know really cares about uh, the individual player um, throughout the team and you know Curry College uh, hockey is one of the most successful programs uh, at Curry and you know he does so much for the program and he has a lot of great coaching staff and recruiting is one of his specialties um, but again, I was very honored to interview such an amazing person, and I feel like I got a lot out of that interview and uh, can't wait to hopefully interview him again soon. Um, but uh, my final thoughts are great interview, great human, and uh, an even better coach. So thank you. WMLN 91.5, you're here with the Sports Corner with Jack Sapino and alongside Brendan O'Brien. How are you feeling, Brendan? I am fantastic. How are you? Why are you fantastic? Because we have a special guest. Oh, yeah? Who is it? TJ Madastrowski, the head coach of Curry College Hockey. How are you doing, TJ? Doing great. Pumped to be here. Yeah? Brendan's more excited. Look at him smiling right in the corner. <laughs> this is great. So, TJ, growing up, did you ever think you would be a hockey coach? Uh, actually, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think a lot of players just sort of stumble into it at some point. But for me, it was something that early on I wanted to do. I grew up in, in Toronto, and my father was an assistant hockey coach at York University. So I grew up kind of in the coaches' room there, in the dressing room there, watching uh, the players and uh, the coaches and sitting in as a, as a youngster, just listening to the talk in between periods and that kind of stuff. And I just loved it. So I, I knew from a young age that I wanted to do that for sure. And did you look up to someone who played hockey or even coached the hockey while you were watching the game? Yeah, I mean, I think for many of us, and I'm no different, like my dad would be the first one. You know, he was a coach. I learned a lot from him and, you know, certainly look up to him. 
I think, you know, when you, you spend your life in the game, uh, there's coaches on, along the way too that have an impact on you. And, you know, there's been several of them for sure. Probably the, the biggest one is my minor hockey coach with the Mississauga Senators. His name's Kevin Rutledge, and he was—he actually lived across the street. So he provided just an unreal experience and shaped my vision of what the environment should be for players. Having a relationship with his players, like we all felt really comfortable with him, but there was still a respect factor. And I learned that you can do that. I mean, you don't have to be just an authoritarian and really barking at people all the time to get the best out of them. In fact, I think a lot of times it's the people that believe in you uh, are the ones that get the most out of you. So what was your biggest challenge you faced chasing the dream of hockey? Well, the first one, I wasn't good enough at hockey. That would be the first biggest challenge. I, you know, I think the guys on our team, and you know, the better you get at something, the more awareness you have of how far you are from, you know, when you watch the Boston Bruins, you know, on Saturday yeah. nights, like how good they are. So you think about the, the Curry hockey players, and, you know, they're probably in the, the top 1% of all hockey players on the planet, which, which is pretty impressive. Uh, when you really think about it, but when you get really good at something, you you realize how far off you are or how great some people are, you know, when we're talking about the National Hockey League. So I think for a lot of coaches, it, it always starts with the end of your playing career. That's when it begins. And you talked about kind of you not playing good yourself, playing hockey. Uh, how did <laughs> you, how did you, well, you said that. <laughs> how did you start skating? Uh, like, how, how was it difficult to keep your balance for a person who really doesn't know about skating her? You know what? That was so long ago. I don't know. Uh, it's just a way of life. Just kind of what you did. And, and I come from a family of hockey players. My grandfather played in the NHL for a whopping six mm. games. Uh, so, you know, he was, he's obviously, uh, you know, my hero. But uh, you grow up with it in your family, in your neighborhood, in your communities, in, in Toronto and, and all throughout Canada. It's, mm. it's by far the number one sport. So it, it's almost just kind of happened. So I don't really know when it began, but you just start, you get out there, you love it, and hopefully you get reasonably good at it. And you fall a couple times, is that right? You have to fall to get better. Yeah, you have sure. to fall to get better. And what was your grandfather's name, by the way? His name was Tom, Tom Manisterski. Do you know that, Brendan O'Brien? I do now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Learning his, new his things. His nickname in uh, the Montreal uh, newspapers back then was Terrible Tommy because he was uh, he was known more for he did with his gloves off. And in the first game you played against Becker, what did you like from this Curry team? How have you seen improvement just from these couple of games from last year? Yeah, I think it's tough to compare to last year. Last year's team was really strong, and we went through it an evolution from start to finish. Uh, and we're we're just the beginning of that for this year. I think what I'm really noticing with this group is just the the growth from day to day, game to game. I mean, we have you know 20, 21, some odd freshmen and sophomores, so a lot of young players early in their career. Um, so we're leaning on our leadership a ton, but but everybody's growing day to day. So what I really like is our adjustments and our growth from a Friday night to the next day. You're seeing, you're seeing growth. You're seeing change. You're seeing guys do things better. They're able to execute. And so when you have a player injured, such as Frank, how do you keep guys positive uh, throughout the team? And how do you keep the momentum moving forward? Yeah, injuries are tough, right? Um, and they come every season to different people at different times. And some are, are longer you know, you're out longer than, mm -hmm. uh, right. than others. You know, Frank in particular is out long, right? He had to have surgery, so he's, he's out for a while. So um, the nature of it is you move on. You, you, you keep working with the people that, that are there every day, and it becomes a challenge for the person who's injured to, 
you know, I think it's, it's, it's physical, but it's also mental to stay with it because you get frustrated. You want to be there. You, you know, you, you know, a little bit, it was a FOMO, right? You're, you're, you feel like maybe you're missing out on some things, mm-hmm. but so it's really important when you're in that position that you're around the guys as much as possible. You're around the room, you're, you're a part of things, you're helping out so that you're feeling like you're bringing value and, um, and you're staying up to date on everything so that when you are, you know, ready to return to action, you can, you can get going quickly. How important is it to see Frank supporting your team because he was there during the Becker game? How important is it to watch an injured player support your team? What does that give momentum to the team? Well, I think we appreciate it, but we also expect it, right? We're a, we're a team, you know. We're all here for the same reasons and to to get you know accomplish our goals. You know, that's just that's just what it means to be on the team. Do you or your team ever have a, any pregame rituals that your team does before going onto the ice? Yeah, I mean, I think every team does. Probably there's a bunch that I don't even know about, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, there's the, the normal runs that you see most teams do, right? Like they play, uh, they kick the soccer ball around. The one thing that we do is we, we have a different player uh, announce the starting lineup in the room, and they have their own style and flair <laughs> with how they may do that. Uh, right now it's Tyler Lindstrom, and the way it works is when you, you keep winning, he keeps doing it. Uh, so he, he's quite entertaining. Yeah, he does a good job of it. So, but I think that's a lot of fun. The guys that gets them going right before the game. So if we happen to drop a game, mm-hmm. uh, the next the next game we'll we'll go to somebody else. And and sometimes we give them the heads up, and sometimes it's a surprise, and we just kind of give it to somebody and let them run with it. So Coach Mack, or uh, he'll he'll write the starting lineup on a plate, a paper plate, mm-hmm. and he'll hand it to a player, and, and then they know. Okay, they know, yeah. So then they stand up or they do whatever they want to do. It's it's their moment. How do you tune everything out? Um, and focus on what the team is doing instead of what the crowd is doing because you're in that zone, but there's still other stuff going on. How does a coach do that? It's more intimate. You're more a part of the crowd. You know, they're right there on you. You know, you were there and you banged on the glass. I saw you, right? So, um, you know, you, you are aware of those things, but that's exciting. That's what you love, you right. know, as a player, as a coach. That's why you love college hockey. It's, right. it's, uh, it's what you're looking for. Right. And Brendan also is... Yelling. I don't even know what you do at the games. He's yelling, well, screaming. He dances. Yeah. He yeah. sings. Um. Thanks, TJ. Yeah, that, that was game one. You saw, yeah, he saw me up on the little raft. I'm like, oh, okay, that happened. No, but the home game against Becker, I was more analyzing it and yelling at everyone, like, you know, good shot, good hit, good whatever. And, I, and of course, I'm like, I know they can hear me, and they're probably just tuning me on anyway, so. Does that bother you in a way, though, that you're analyzing the game instead of watching it with the sports? No. To me, it's fun. If I can't, if I can't announce for the boys, I'll analyze it from the stands and just yell at them all the way. Yeah, right. I like it better when you wear the cowboy hat, though. <laughs> that's, the be- that's the best part. Lucky for you, you'll see that Saturday, so good for you. Is that just your, uh, your, like, your, your game face kind of thing? Well, to me, that's more like my hockey ritual, because it started last year when I announced the first home game. Me, my first home game was against Becker, which was a year ago, Saturday. You in that game, I don't know if you know, but you had one call that was famous in our in our locker room, because uh, uh, Chris James was in that that night, right? And, yeah, he and was. You, I forget what you said, but there was a clip of it, and it was just being texted around. It was, it was absolutely awesome. I wish I knew what that was. I would try to redo it. Uh, I had parents in in uh, suburbs of Toronto texting me saying. Who was that announcer? He was unbelievable. <laughs> he says a lot of things that I don't even know what comes out of his mouth, but it's entertaining, and that's uh, that's for sure. It's funny. Yeah, it definitely is funny. Yeah, you'll see you'll see more of the cowboy hat this season. You saw our game one, so.
Is that a real cowboy hat or yeah, is it? It's real. It looks like my. Is it Australian or is it American? Like what is it? I couldn't tell you, and I have my boots to go alongside it. Yeah. So, so in hockey, how important is it to have chemistry with the team? Oh well, it's so crucial because the game is fluid. Like compared to football, where uh, football play lasts you know five ten <laughs> seconds, I guess, and mm-hmm. then you get. 30 some odd seconds to regroup and plan for the next one yeah right you know we don't get that it, it, you just go you have so you have to be able to read and react and play together and, and have an understanding of how you want to play and, and where guys are going to be and it's uh so there's a lot of that feel and chemistry that, that's a part of it and it, even simple things like timeouts i mean we get one a game for basketball uh, you know the only time i watch basketball is probably march madness the, like the last three minutes of the game takes half an hour because all, all the timeouts and Right, stopping the clock. Uh, yeah, yeah. So they get to really, uh, you know, plan out every sequence and every possession at times. It's interesting because you don't see any of the players really come over to you and you go, "Okay, what's the next move?" And in basketball, you see that a lot. So, coming out from the start, they have a plan, they have the setup, the line, and you just go from there. How does how does that work? Well, that's just it. I mean, at the end of the day, if you, if you want to be a good hockey team, you need a bunch of players that are decision makers. You, you know, you can't be directing traffic they've got to be uh, confident in making their own decisions the better your team can do that uh you know like everybody's a quarterback like you know you see the quarterbacks will will make adjustments at the line all the time our guys are doing that but they're doing it every moment of every shift and and everybody's doing everyone's doing it what if someone what if one of the players doesn't understand it (laughs) that's that's the thing you know because it's not like basketball for sure that happens you just you just roll with it we have a term called hockey sense or hockey anything it can make up for a (laughs) lack of speed lack of size lack of skill coming after to hit you with sticks especially on skates if you don't know how to skate such as myself i mean you just think it's more complicated than ever (laughs) (laughs) that's the other thing that separates hockey from from a lot of other sports is the first thing you have to do is know how to skate it's hockey, you got to learn how to skate, then you control the puck. In basketball, you just shoot the ball in the hoop. How would you say the Curry defense have been playing in just these couple of games? Good. I mean, well, the reality is on, on the last weekend, I mean, we had the puck most of the night. we got to work a lot on our, on our offense, you know, last week. Well, this weekend will be a little bit different. The other team will have the puck uh, at different times and for stretches at times, and, and so will we, but it will be – it will our defensive game will come into play uh, much more this weekend. Um, but last weekend was rare. Like, you, you, don't, you don't normally play two games and, you know, score a 16-goal. Um, we'll, we'll enjoy it, but we better, we, we're going to move on because yeah. that's not reality. Definitely was a great home win, especially um, for your first game at home. And like you said, tough team coming up. How do you prepare for those tough games? You have this game. Okay, then this is a different team. How do you look at that and you go, okay, what is going to work, what's not going to work? Should we do what we did last time or switch it up? Yeah, so you, you approach every week the same, except that for sure your opponent is different. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, you're constantly focused first and foremost on yourself. You, you know, there's a way we want to play, so we, we've got to keep getting better at that. And that's always the focus, you know, probably, you know, 80-20, like 80% the focus is on us. And then there's another 20% where, well, we better be prepared for who we're playing. We need to know what they're going to do and, and, and have an idea of what their strengths are and, and where are the opportunities that we have to exploit on them uh, and, and so that our players are prepared so that they can make those good decisions during the play uh, as they go. So the better, the better they can be prepared, uh, the likelihood that they'll make great decisions. Right.
And now this is just a question for myself because, you know, like I said, you've been, play, you've been coaching hockey, you've played hockey. Is there a certain way that you tell the players to hold the stick differently to shoot a goal? <laughs> I'm, not the, I'm not the one to tell them how to score a goal. Um, but, no, I think that's, that's something that, you know, for the most part, really is, is entirely, uh, you know, personal, how you hold a stick. But there's some basics to it that they've, they've learned since they were four or five years old. Right. And, and it's evolved over time. So maybe if there was a, you know, a critical error somebody was making, you'd, you'd want to adjust mm -hmm. it. No, just for me, because like I've said, I've never played hockey in a day in my life, and I think for people who haven't played hockey, that's good to know a way of holding the stick or understanding. Well, you should come out and play some ball hockey with us. Today. We did try to play floor hockey here at Curry College. It was very interesting, and I was goalie, and I thought it was easy, and I was completely wrong. <laughs> you don't want to be the goalie. No, goalie's no. tough. I, I, was goal, I was the goaltender for floor hockey, and I... Yeah, apparently they were saying you're you're good. I'm like I'm not good. I'm just here to have fun. I should stick to knee hockey. I think. Yeah, knee uh, hockey's yeah. a lot of fun. I'll de I'll definitely come play street hockey with the boys and see how far I can get. There we go. What's so <laughs> so? There's some cultural differences, right? Uh, what is what is knee hockey? So knee hockey is you're on your knees. Yeah. And you have two nets and uh, two nets, and you have you just have a goalie. You can either have a goalie or you can have other players. And so you're on your knees on a rug shooting the ball like at the with, net. With mini sticks? Yes. Okay. All right. Mini sticks, yeah. All right. So knee hockey uh, in Canada would just be called mini sticks. Mini sticks. We would just say mini sticks. Yeah. Okay. But usually it's full contact. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah if, you, if you're going to if you're gonna bring it, like, be ready. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's intense. <laughs> I mean, I the only contact I get is the rug burns from the rugs. So. Yeah, that, that, that can add <laughs> I mean, up. That can add up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that um, could be rough. Have you played knee hockey? Yeah, I, I, I used to play it in, in my neighbor's basement. Yeah. You know, I would, <laughs> I checked, <laughs> I feel so bad saying this. I checked my neighbor and, like, you know those poles that go in, that go yeah, through yeah, the yeah. ceiling that, like, hold the, hold <laughs> in the ceiling? The basement? Yeah. yeah. Kind of checked him into the pole. Was it padded? No. Yeah, just that old pipe, eh? Good old forearm shiver into the pipe. Oh. Perfect. You'd fit right in. Probably, if I were to play, I'd be defensive. Do you not skate, right? I used to know how to skate. It's been about three years, but give me a pair of skates, I can give it a whirl. Skate or rollerblade, Ball. which I still can't do. I can't do that either. See, I make I make the dumb analogy that that rollerblading is just ice skating on wheels. To me, that makes it easier for me to like give me confidence that I know how to ice skate. I do. It's been a while though. But did you roll? Did you rollerblade when you were a kid? Yeah, for sure. Um, I I was probably twenty. Four years old before I ever actually played roller hockey, though, mm. which which blew my mind. I'm like, this this is so much fun. Uh, but a lot of uh, a lot of hockey players, not so much now, but like, you know, maybe a decade ago, a lot of hockey players from places like <coughs> California started with with inline roller hockey, right. and then would would transition over to, to ice hockey. You know, we play NHL all the time. <laughs> is there any is there any crazy move that one of the players can do on the team? The video game is talking about NHL, yeah. so I haven't played that game since I was in the dorm room. Oh wow, uh, yeah, yeah. But I'm not a gamer, but no. I know that uh, I, I'm sure that these guys. The windmill, yeah, yeah. The the best one. This is well before your time, probably uh, on Sega Genesis. Mm. Okay, NHL '95. Oh yeah, that's that that was the best hockey game. Uh, Wendell Clark was my player, and his he had a special move. If you press the start button, he just took a slap shot. Oh, and really? And it would go in most of the time. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. The day before a game, when practice is over, 
You guys do a shootout. For I have to come see. Yeah. I have to come what, see. One. What time is this practice? And can you get me? And can you get me a pair of skates? Because I am so taking down the boys in a shootout. That I'm should conf- be interesting. I'm confident I can do that. I'm Brendan confident. O'Brien versus the Curry Hockey Men's League. Let's see it. Bring it. I'm ready. <laughs> That's awesome. Give me a pair of skates, TJ. I got a. I don't know what size are you. Ten, <laughs> ten and a half. Ten, ten and a half. Okay. All right. We'll we'll look around. <laughs> you got any questions for TJ before I wrap this up? So overall, the hockey team is extremely talented, and they play with such a purpose. But I want to talk about Mike Snow, uh, who has been playing really impressive hockey here in the early season. What has Mike done differently in terms of preparing for games on the ice and pra- practicing than last year? Coming into his freshman season, Mike had uh, had shoulder surgery in the summertime. So he was a little bit uh, behind schedule that way, you know, physically. <coughs> Um, combined with the uh, adjustment to college hockey, which everybody goes through. But when you're dealing with, with an injury and it puts you behind schedule in terms of your physical development, um, you know, that's a challenge. So, um, you know, it wasn't until the new year, you know, January last year before Mike really took off. Uh, this year, I think, is just a, a progression of that, right? He's just, he's just continued on. His habits are improving, um, and, and that's showing. I mean, obviously, he's got... He's got some pretty good ability. Yeah, he's fantastic. I checked the statistics before I came over here. Seven points in two games, including a four-goal game at Becker, which I was lucky enough to call that. That was fun. (laughs) And they could hear me down the rink. Not surprising. Was it fun to be on the bus? Yeah. That was amazing. It was so much fun. That was cool. It was good to have you there. I can't wait till, not Salve, but the next away Next, he's going to be on the Bruins bus. (laughs) (laughs) Go, team, go. <laughs> on the bus ride to um, Becker, I was, like, freaking out because I'm not a quiet person at all. So I had to just plug myself into my technology and just yeah. get going because I'm like, if only I could just hype up this team, get them going, just get off that bus and get to the <laughs> rink. I could see that. I could see everyone's, you know, focused, you know, yeah. just chilling, and Brendan's like, all right, let's go. <laughs> right, yeah, we had to. We had, yeah. we, we had to get on the same page before the bus ride, make yeah. sure you know, we knew what we were getting into. Brandon did outstanding. He called me, and I was like, oh, I should probably call him back. And he's like, before you get on the bus, just know. It's going to be very <laughs> quiet. We have our away game rituals. Don't talk. I'm like, <laughs> don't I talk. I don't think I said don't talk. No, I, I, just, I added that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted I didn't you to know what yeah. the scene, I was setting the scene yeah. for you. Yeah, and you did a good job. And then he goes to, he goes like, to the back of the bus, he says, Brendan, take a nap. I'm like, I don't nap. I took two naps and it's been a 45 minutes. I'm like, really? Oh my God. Of course, you were right. Good, good you. know you. what? You, you got a future as a hockey player with, with, that, with those napping skills. <laughs> Our guys, they could, they could nap standing up, I think. So. I, yeah. Hockey coach or hockey player? That's the question for Brendan. Or, or can, announcer. Can I, can, I be a, can I be a player, then coach, then announce? You can do it. It's your life, bro. <laughs> I think I'm an okay skater, but I would, I would rather announce for you guys. Announcing is way more fun to me. You do have a creative power play setup that you shared with me. So coaching <laughs> might be. He named it. It's called the cannon line. Yeah, I was there. I oh, you're right. You were there. That's yeah. right. The well, cannon line. We're saving it for a real important moment. Yeah, hope, I'm hoping that's the, the day before my birthday. They play on the 2nd. My birthday is the 3rd, so I'm hoping we can get... Am I going to have to go on Facebook or something to find out when your birthday is? February February 3rd. It's on Super Bowl Sunday. You're going to get presents okay. on that birthday. Everyone, I'm hope- li- <laughs> everyone listening is going to bring you presents.
Well, I mean, you came up with the idea of the power play song, and yeah. so we, we both worked on that together, which was a lot of fun. When we had our first power play at home, I jumped to the... I got so scared when, when he hit it, because <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. I'm like, oh, wait, that's our thing. He's and like, I'm, wait, that's me. That's me. Yeah, I, because you know what happened? Like, we didn't... Like, nobody knew it was a power play at first, so we didn't have a chance to play it before the first uh, puck drop. And it was on the on the first whistle of the power plays when he played it, I believe. Yeah. So it caught it probably caught you off guard. Yeah, because I I knew what it sounded like, you know, from my speaker in my room, but to have it go up throughout the U, I I wasn't ready. <laughs> of course, Frank was dying next. He's like, "You're horrible." I'm like, "Thanks, Frank." You know, he was laughing because I got so scared. I'm like, "Thanks, whatever." Yeah, um, it was funny because he looked over and goes, is "That is that Brendan?" I go, "Yep." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the last two games against Becker, the neutral zone pressure and the forechecking were extremely strong and effective. But, you know, in your mind sense, what makes your defensive unit so dangerous that it gives other teams a problem? Uh, are you referring to our team as a whole or our actual defensemen? Both. Can I, can I say both? You can say both. Both. Okay. Uh, you can say both. <laughs> As a team, we want to be aggressive. We want to get the puck back as quickly as possible, right? That, that's, that's how we look at defense. Right. That was one of the areas our team really improved from our first weekend where we won the Buffalo State Tournament to last weekend uh, versus Becker was just our ability to be quick to close on our opponents and have great sticks and take away time and space. They, they, we, we did well at that. Yeah. Um, in terms of our defensemen and our unit there is just how aggressively – minded they are and we let them be that way so it's difficult to defend a team uh, when their defensemen are actively involved in the offense so you know you'll see our defensemen you know jumping into the play activating in the offensive zone um, you know I think when you look at our decor last couple of years and this year will probably be the same where you know our defensemen are, are getting the more points than any other team's defensive unit because they're just so involved in the in the offense. It's wicked impressive. It's all, that's wicked, all, wicked, wicked impressive. It, We're from uh, Boston, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> gee, we'll give that away, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> How did you start rooting for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and who was your favorite player growing up? There it is, the bombshell. Oh, that's the one right there. Uh, well, <laughs> Wendell Clark, uh, by far, all-time favorite player. Uh, if you want a treat, you go on a YouTube and you just check out Wendell Clark, all heart, and and see you'll learn a little something about Wendell. Uh, just you know, as, as Toronto kid, like you, just love the Leafs. You know, I grew up going to the games, uh, the old Maple Leaf Gardens with my dad, and uh, those are some awesome memories. In my childhood, they they weren't very good. <laughs> okay. Uh, like right now is the best that Toronto Maple Leafs have ever been in my life. Uh, last time they won the cup was in 1967, which uh, you should know is before I was born, um, well before I was born. So uh, it's exciting, exciting to be a Leafs fan right now. Um, but it, the Toronto is a place that doesn't matter if they're first place or last place. You know, the rink is full and, and people care a lot about it. You know, when I watch the highlight, um, either – what is it, Scotia? I think it's Scotiabank Place now because they got rid of Air Canada Centre. Why, I have no idea. But Scotiabank Place is packed to the rim, and I think that holds, what, n over 19 grand to, like, it's like 19,650, like, roughly. Wow, that was a great <laughs> estimate. <laughs> so as I talk... You'd be gonna, good at those games or get 
guess how many like yeah, yeah. gumballs are in <laughs> yeah, the jar. Yeah, yeah. Toronto just has a great fan base, and it's really impressive to see them come together as one community, whether they're in first or they're in last or they're somewhere in between. They don't give up on the team, and it's it's great to see you know strong-hearted fans such as Toronto's. Boston has a great fan base too. Both teams travel really well, which surprises me. What do you mean travel like they play well on the road? No, their fans travel oh, really well. Oh, their fans travel yeah. really well. Yeah. yeah. I went to uh, I went to Toronto Boston uh, game five in the playoffs maybe ooh, five or six years ago. And I got tickets for my wife and I and we sat up. It was the last row in the garden. So all the ceilings behind me. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little bit nervous, right? So you know, but I wore my Leafs hat and I was trying to be under the radar a bit. I didn't want to take too much abuse sitting there with, with my wife. So the whole row in front of me is empty. I'm going, well, this is really weird. This, this has never happened in Toronto. You know, this is a playoff game. What's, and then all of a sudden, 20 guys from Toronto on a bachelor party all just showed up, sat in the whole, took the whole row in front of me. Heat was off me the rest of the night. It was just, you know, they had a few beers dumped on them and stuff. But it, they were all, everybody was having a good time. But it was, uh, it was definitely rowdy, that's for sure. What is the best advice you could give someone who wants to play hockey or even wants to be a, a hockey coach? I mean, <laughs> find a rink, um, get, find some skates. Um, it, it's a wonderful sport that, uh, you know, certainly has been the most consistent and uh, driving force in my life and playing the game. We love the game, but it's about the camaraderie you get with each other. So if, if, if it's something somebody is interested in coming and trying, and it's something you can do uh, your whole life too. It's an absolute honor to have TJ on our show, Sports Corner, and especially in the radio station. I think it was the first time someone's ever brought a coach in the radio station, and it was an honor for me to have an interview with the coach of Curry College Hockey, TJ Manastrowski. I want to thank him for coming on the show. I want to thank Brendan O'Brien for being himself, and I want to thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time for another FTS episode right here on Spotify.